What's going on, guys? This is T from the Philly Experience Podcast, broadcasting live right here from the Taste of Cake Studios, putting in a little holiday, you know, overtime, but it's all good. But on behalf of the Philly Experience Podcast, myself, and to everyone else out there, we want to wish you a very safe and a very happy holidays and a very safe and happy new year. Of course, y'all know what time it is. It's the best of 2021. Philly sports has definitely been through it in 2021. We've definitely had our ups and downs in Philly sports. From the Game 7 Ben Simmons non-dunk to the rise of Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. So y'all sit back, relax, while y'all uh, open y'all presents. Let's listen to some best of 2021 Philly Experience podcast. We're going to be coming back. Stronger than ever in 2022. Y'all stay locked. Appreciate your support. Uh, we just dealt with that last season. Two guys going back and forth. We tried throwing Jalen Hurts in those packages that he ran, which was so stupid. It, it doesn't work. You, you need a franchise quarterback. No winning organizations has a quarterback competition. All right. Okay, do I agree with you with the fact that we shouldn't have drafted Jalen Hurts in the first place and be put in this current situation? Yes, absolutely. 100% agree with you. Jalen Hurts should not be on a Philadelphia Eagle. However, he is. So given the situation, he is, even though we threw Carson Wentz all that money. Here's the thing. If you're a franchise quarterback and we just gave you all this money, bruh, why are you looking over your shoulder? That's a mental thing, all right? Football is about competition. Max, I think you stated before that you played um, in high school, all right? Look, you fought for minutes, all right? You fought for playing time. It's about competition. The guy who's better got the starting position, got more playing time. Same thing in my situation when I played football. Whoever was better than me, all right, they got more time than I did. If I was a situational player and my skill set said I was best in this situation, guess what? I can only play in the game at certain situations. That's about competition. If I wanted to be better, if I wanted to pre present myself as a better player, then guess what? I needed to work on those things. Carson Wentz needed to work on those things, and instead of him taking accountability, he just up and left. I need somebody who's going to compete. I need competitors. I need guys who understand that, look, your position isn't guaranteed, either in the NFL or the Philadelphia Eagles or anywhere. Your position is not guaranteed. You need to fight for it. Tanner, I'll let, I'll let you dive in here and take this one. Well, we can't put all the blame on Carson Wentz as much as I would love to. It, it goes into the Eagles' fault, too. They weren't honest with him. They paid him all this money. Then they bench him. Obviously, he didn't play as well, but they were feeding him lies. And in the locker room, his teammates were feeding him lies. Everyone was lying to Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz was lying to himself out there on the presser of saying that he, you know, it wasn't, he was going to keep doing what he was doing. Um, he wasn't affected. But truth is, he was affected so much that he had to get benched for our second-round quarterback that we drafted before him after signing him to a, a huge contract. Now, that does things to – and the Colts are going to have a job um, readjusting Carson Wentz, um, building his mentality back up. Now we heard that he can't take he, – he doesn't – when people give him advice, he doesn't like to take it. Uh, he was running audible all the time. Um, it, it's just a mess, and – we, we go into the trade and, and we see how maybe the Eagles got ripped off in this trade, but I guess you can look at it both ways. I mean, the Eagles, they got fleeced for this, in, in my opinion, still uh, for this trade, and we can get into that soon. But I think Jalen Hurts leading this team would be the best option. We're going back to seeing who we would pick sixth overall, and I think 
drafting a quarterback sixth overall or going higher would be a waste of time because then you have, as Max said, you would just trade away um, Jalen Hurts. Then you have this guy stepping into the starting position already with a, a team that is not a shell of a team that it used to be three years ago. My turn! Yeah, I'm sorry, but um, your Bryce Harper prediction about him getting better, um, that's only because you have, like, a fat head of him in your room. But we're not going to talk about guess that. Guess what? Guess what? T, he's still got better hair than you. <laughs> I challenged that. But anyway, <laughs> first off, Bryce Harper had hit .268. He ain't got no choice but to improve, considering how much money I'm throwing at him. And I just want to throw that out there just to mess with you. Well, that's but- all. That's always going to be a fact, T, that you gotta always, you're always going to be looking at the money um, because this was a really big contract. Surprise, mother But back to this draft. Devontae Smith, he didn't participate in his pro day. I believe it was on Monday. And he said that there was enough film on him um, and he didn't want to participate um, for that reason. Does this worry you guys or is he just playing it safe? I'm not going to say it worries me. No, it, it doesn't worry me because Devontae Smith is pretty much, he's he's a top 10 pick locked in. I mean, some would even argue top five pick, okay? So his position is pretty much locked in. He he can pretty much do what he wants. And it, this is not the first time this has happened with athletes that skipped out on their pro day. Now, traditionally, they've at least participated in the NFL draft combine, but this is the one of the first few times possibly ever that there's been no NFL combine and that the the only way that you can really look at the players, I guess, from a physical standpoint of view without pads is going to their pro days. Now, my thing is this, and you guys know me. I'm a film guy. I don't care what you do. Um, I don't care how much you bench press. I don't care what your vertical jump is. I don't care what your 40 time is. I don't care what, how you do all these things outside of those extra 20 pounds of equipment that's on you and you're in the middle of a game. All right. I want to see your in-game mechanics. I want to see how you think. I want to see why you did what you did in that situation. And that's why I'm always going to value game tape over um, these pro days and these combines and things of that nature when they're catching footballs for the most part from guys who they haven't worked with that entire year. So in a way, I kind of agree with Devontae Smith. And Devontae Smith, is, like I said before, is one of those players where he can afford to not participate in this pro day. His position is pretty much locked in. I mean, shoot, it was him and Jalen Waddle this uh, this past season in Alabama. All right? That, that, was a, that was a dynamic offense that they had. I, have, I do not blame him from skipping his pro day. He gains nothing from participating in a pro day, and he loses nothing from not participating in a pro day. So... No, I don't have a problem with him doing it, but he's he's a type of player that can get away with not with not participating in this pro day. Not all players can do that. Yeah, Tanner, I think one thing you have to look at is the fact that people keep coming out in the media and say he's undersized, he's small. Maybe one of the things or one of the reasons why he didn't want to compete is because a lot of that would have been shown maybe up close and personal with the cameras without pads on and things like that. So it might be in his best interest not to. The thing that I want to say is he was falling down draft boards to begin with before all this even happened. I mean, people were saying Chase is going to go three to four to five. Smith, he hasn't, his stock hasn't been as high since the end of the season when he went crazy in that title game in the first half. Since that day, and when all these Mel Kuyper mock drafts come out and things like that over the past couple months, they've all had Jamar Chase for the most part over Devontae Smith. So he's been, you know, I've seen him as low as like 15 in some of these mock drafts. So my thinking is, 
people are picking Jamar Chase and most GMs would over Devontae Smith. Now, for me, this goes back to your point, Tanner, about Harry Roseman. He's going to look too into it. Uh, he wants, you know, the under-the-radar kind of pick. I'm not saying Jamar Chase is the under-the-radar pick, but when you watch football and you watch college football, you watch Alabama, you know who the best player on the field is immediately. It doesn't take a wizard to find out it's Devontae Smith and it's hands down. Him and Najee Harris with the running back in it there in the backfield are two of the best players in the country. That's what concerns me because I feel like I haven't seen Jamar Chase play football in over a year. I'm sure he's still great. He, he didn't forget how to play football overnight. But from you know what I've seen recently, how great and dominant Alabama was, Devontae Smith, every game I felt like he was getting 200 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. So from my standpoint, not regard to the pro day, but you know from the upcoming draft, Devontae Smith's probably going to go behind Jamar Chase. And I don't necessarily agree with that just based on what I've seen in the last few months. I, I know that he's undersized. And again, all these scouts talk about the t- intangibles and, and, and attributes. All these players have size, you know, all the way down to like hand size and things like that. But I think Jamar Chase is a superstar talent, but I don't think he's better than Devontae Smith. I'll tell you that. I think Devontae Smith's the better player. Randy's do every day. I'm sick of it. I just, it's, it's ridiculous, man. It's, We've been complaining about this bullpen for how many years now? It's yeah, it's, uh, it's sad. I understand. I understand the situation. Joe Girardi sees Zach Wheeler over there, and I, I know that the storyline of the game is that both these pitchers made it at least to the ninth uh, inning. Now Wainwright was able to get out of the ninth inning, but um, Zach Wheeler unable to get an out in that ninth inning. You have him um, pitching a perfect game up until the bottom of the fifth. Um, he's just one strike away and, um, he lets up that, that single, um, with, with two outs left and for Zach Wheeler to be on the mound, he walks the first batter. His arm looked was looking a little tired. Now you also have to see who is in the bullpen. Now is a tired Zach Wheeler going to be better than a Hector Neres coming in? Because now you have Hector Neres on the mound and Zach Wheeler's over there in the uh, um, in the dugout, sweating bullets like someone's looking through his browser history, <laughs> and he's worried wow. about his, the gem of a game. Oh, here, um, we know it's hard. Spoiled in, in his head. I know he's thinking, ah, this guy Hector Nair is over here ruining my gem of yep. a game. But um, it, it's unfortunate that we every time Hector Nair gets on the mound, I want to switch the channel because I already know what's the possibility of happening. Get off the box. Gus today, but before we get into, it, I got to ask you guys. Not only how you're doing, but also, man, Joel Embiid. What was the thought process when he went down with that with that knee injury? Um. Oh shit! <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. There was literally, there's literally nothing else that was going through my mind. It was literally like, oh no, there goes my, there goes my parade down Broad Street. He's okay, but we'll get into that a little later because that guy doesn't yeah. know what the hell he's doing. He's in the corner there, um, and was able to get to the free throw line. But, you know, the end of the game there, and I know this is where T comes in. He wants to rip Ben Simmons. Of course, missing a ton of free throws. He shot five of 11 from the uh, free throw line. And a lot of people want to come out today and uh, talk about Ben Simmons as far as should Doc Rivers have either pulled him out of the game uh, late in the ball game, um, or just let Ben Simmons continuously get fouled and put at the free throw line. Now, coming into the series, or excuse me, coming into game four, he was 0 for 10 and was able to finally make his first free throw uh, last night, uh, late in that fourth quarter when he went to the free throw line. But when you think about just the game in general and kind of take it any direction you want to go, if you want to just start with the Ben Simmons drama at the end or kind of look big picture here, where where does your mind take you first? 
Okay, well, I'm just gonna rip this bandaid off right now. Um, Sounds like we know where T's going. Oh, I, oh, you you should know automatically when I, where I was going. Um, ben Simmons is useless. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Ben Simmons is straight up useless. All right, <laughs> <laughs> no uncertain terms. I don't care at this point. Don't care. Tanner, don't send me no more goddamn videos. Don't do it. No more. I'm done. Look, Ben Simmons single handedly cost us the game yesterday with his inevitability of not shooting from any damn where, not just from the field, but from the goddamn free throw line. This is absolutely ridiculous. Seriously, six, six of 11. No, 5 of 11. 5 of 11. 5 of 11 from the free throw line. Are you freaking kidding me? That's six points. Six free points. That is, that's two threes. All right? That's three shots from the field goal. But they were free, uncontested, unblocked. What the hell? Seriously. And we had a nerve to pay this man a max contract? Elton Brand, you stinking idiot. Are you bleeping kidding me? This is, oh, oh, I'm so frustrated. Be, oh, if Ben Simmons, that's the one thing that holds him back. I said this from the very beginning of the playoffs. I said the Sixers can go as far as Ben Simmons can take him. Why? Because he is going to be the blessing and the curse of this Sixers team. And unfortunately, it's coming to fruition. Now, the first three games, we did not have to worry about the hack of Ben because the Sixers were dominating the Wizards. It wasn't until last night, as we're recording this, all right, Monday night, when the Sixers had a chance to close out the series. They had a chance to sweep this team for the first time in the franchise long and long tenure time in existence. All right. You had the chance to close the doors. I understand Embiid got hurt. All right, everybody got scared when Embiid got hurt. But when Embiid gets hurt, that means I need my other superstars who I'm paying this money to, all this money to, to step up to the plate. That means Tobias Harris. I need you to step up. Ben Simmons, I sure as hell need you to step up. All right, I've seen what you can do without Embiid on the floor. This is a man who scored over 40 points in a game when Embiid wasn't playing and completely dominated the game with just his sheer presence. With just him dominating in the paint, just driving to the lane, driving to the hoop. This is ridiculous. This is horrible that I can't get this, I can't get that type of production out of my superstar when my franchise player goes down. I need this out of these players, all right? There's no excusing Tobias Harris. Tobias, Tobias Harris even admitted, look, didn't have the best game, didn't step up. Ben Simmons, on the other hand, everybody wants to make excuses for him. Look, look, look. And the, the, <laughs> Why is Doc Rivers making excuses for Ben Simmons, but he criticized Tobias Harris in his post-conference last night? Look, I, I got some of the notes right here. So, of course, everybody was going in about Ben Simmons and his production. All right, this is what Doc Rivers said. You guys keep this Ben Simmons narrative going, which is freaking insane. Ben is not a 40-point guy. I just don't understand why this is not sinking in in this city. If I'm Ben, I'm getting tired of it. He also goes on to say, Ben, we are going to keep him on the floor, talking about Ben Simmons possibly taking Ben Simmons off in a close game in the playoffs. Unless you guys want us to bench him the whole game. If anybody wants us to do that, just let me know. Then I'll know you don't know basketball. Now you got nerd to be getting chippy. Doc, you're a smart dude. Doc, you're a smart dude. You, you know better. 
Doc, it, it, it does not take the smartest person in the world to understand that Ben Simmons is a liability at the end of the games. And you finally saw that come to fruition last night. Finally. And unfortunately, it, it, it turned out bad for the Sixers. This needs to be fixed. I'm sorry. You cannot have Ben Simmons out there on the court at the end of games. You can't do it. It's going to lose you games into in the playoffs. And God forbid, like last night, you don't have him beat. This is going to cost you against close games. When we go up against Milwaukee or when we go up against Brooklyn, this is going to cost you. If Ben Simmons does not step up in some way, shape, or form on this team, this team will not go to the NBA Finals. I'm done. Sheesh. Okay, T. Um, I mean, I'm not going to be – I'm not going to go as far as T here. I don't think Ben Simmons is useless. I think he is definitely a valuable asset on it. Max, we were here maybe two years ago when T and Chris wanted to trade Ben Simmons for a pack of cookies or whatever it was. But for me, okay, Ben Simmons had a very bad game. I noticed Lee a noticeably bad game in an important time in the game at the free throw line. We mentioned it before when he sucked at the free throw line, I believe he went, Oh, of six game. Was that game one? Mm-hmm. And that's when I said, I hope he's just staying in the gym for hours and hitting those free throws until he's comfortable with the amount that he's hit. But he was relatively good at the free throw line midway through the season. And now the playoffs come around and he just cannot make a free throw. Um, It's like Shaq stepping up to the line now. Um, And Ben Simmons is a much better player than that. Because that guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. It would be so much of an easier issue to solve if it was one or two things to fix. But this is accountability. This is defense. This is bullpen play. This is rotational play. This is hitting uh, getting on base, even, you know, taking your walks and getting on base, moving the runners over. It's really all facets of the game right now. That's causing the issue for the Phillies. And I think bullpen related wise, real quick here, Chase Anderson, David Hale, two guys that should, that need to be cut. I'm, I'm sorry. They need to be cut and, and just, and just put on the street somewhere. Uh, <laughs> wow. uh, not in Philadelphia, Jeez. preferably somewhere in Montana, maybe that no one knows about. Wow. Was, I hear you. Uh, They're in the mountains. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere out there somewhere. Just take them on bus. Hey, you're free. Go free now. Jeez. You can go out there and, and find a different team. Um, but, but at the end of the day, th- those guys aren't major league pitchers. I'm sorry. They're not. What's he here for? On the Aaron Nola thing. I, I never called him an ace. I never did. You guys used to criticize me all the time about it. I never was convinced that he was an ace. There were stretches where he had ace-like qualities, but an ace does it time in and time out. Now, if you want to argue with me and say who's been an ace for this Phillies team, it's been Zach Wheeler, unquestionably. But Aaron Nola, in my eyes, he's not an ace. Yeah, pitchers, pitchers struggle too, but not as much as Aaron Nola's been struggling. All right, and look, if Aaron Nola does have that thought in the back of his mind, then he has the wrong mentality approaching the play. I can tell you that right now. Oh, by the way, for all the people that's been, you know, supporting Vince for last cast for the past couple weeks, saying, you know, saying stats and whatnot about how he's kept a low ERA and whatnot, let me tell you something. All right, shut up. Shut the F up for life. Seriously, what he did, <laughs> what he did was absolutely horrific. 
That's the reason why I just I can't stand y'all when y'all be getting when y'all be supporting some of these non MLB players, man. Seriously. Shut the f up for oh, life. Quote of the day. From <laughs> T. It's ridiculous. Boy, oh boy! Welcome to the Philly Experience podcast, everybody. My name is Max Spreadsel, joined as always by Tyre Hood and Tanner Gilmartin, two guys who I'm sure feel just like I do today. Uh, coming off a terrible, terrible Game 7 loss at home, the Philadelphia 76ers season ends unexpectedly. I know it's something that we all thought wouldn't happen, at least until the Eastern Conference Finals, but they come up short once again. This time, there's no Brett Brown to blame. It's Doc We Brown. got our ass kicked. Indeed, we did, T. We got our asses handed to us on a silver platter, Trey Young. Um, even though he shot 5-23 of 23 in Game 7, he really – Took it to the Sixers, the lobs, to Capella, you know, Bogdanovich, the whole deal. We'll get into it. So, uh, for your guys' standpoint, of course, we got to get your observations and what you think, um, you know, honestly caused it because there's multiple things and, and directions you can go here as far as the reasons why. But when you take, when you take away, you know, and you, and you sit back and look at what the Sixers were able to do, not only, you know, the regular season and, and we're just kind of pushed through the Wizards in the first round, but how everything just kind of came to an end for us so suddenly and unexpectedly, especially that game five loss, which I think might even be more important than the game seven loss. You know what? Uh, I, <laughs> I know everybody is expecting, you know, us, especially me to come in and just start yelling at the top of our lungs, how we're disappointed and this team stinks and you know, this, that, the third, another look, I, I did an overnight shift after the game at WIP. I did all my yelling there. I ain't got no energy to yell today. I don't. I'm disappointed. I am. I'm disappointed. I'm frustrated. I'm pissed off. And you know what? This is the reaction you're going to get out of me because I'm not going to waste my energy on a team that doesn't deserve it. I'm just not. This team, unfortunately, cannot get over the hump of the Eastern Conference semifinals. They just cannot. And like Max, you alluded to it. You, we all thought that Brett Brown was the issue, and the issue isn't just Brett Brown. The issue is with the players. It is deeper than Brett Brown. This team still has a problem with turnovers. This team still has a problem with an inadequate bench. This team still has an issue with some of its starters being inconsistent. But one main issue is dominating the press all around the city, all right? And if you have to be under a rock to not know the direction that I'm going in, and that is number 25 for the Philadelphia 76ers, Ben Simmons, all right? I said it before the season started. I said it during the course of the season, and I'll say it again. Ben Simmons was a liability for this team. I'm not saying this as a hater. As a matter of fact, I want Ben Simmons to succeed. As much as I want Ben Simmons to succeed, as much as I wanted Ben Simmons to succeed, he didn't step up to the plate. You cannot go into a series and only and not score double-digit points at all throughout the entire series. That just can't happen. Not to mention the fact that you also cannot go into a series, all right, and in games four through seven, not score, a, not even attempt a layup, a dunk, God forbid a jump shot, in the fourth quarter at all. No, you did not attempt anything in the fourth quarter at all. You had a chance at a dunk in the game seven, but instead you passed it to Matisse Thibault through a double team. And everybody looked at you like, dude, what in the hell are you doing? I can't. 
And and then uh then to make matters worse. <laughs> to make matters worse, you now, Ben Simmons, hold the record of having the worst free throw percentage in the NBA playoffs history. How is that possible? 34.7% from the free throw line. How? How how is this possible? How can you be that inadequate? How can you be that scared of contact to the point where you you don't even want to be a foul because you know in the back of your mind you're not going to hit that free throw? Then on make then to make matters worse, you're a max player on this team and I don't see you within the last three, four minutes of the game because they're now because now the hacker Ben is starting to work against the Sixers. That's a problem. Ben Simmons is holding this team back and there's no getting around that. You can call me a hater all you want. I'm not a hater. I'm just telling I'm just telling you what it is. Ben Simmons is a liability for this team. Yeah, T, you know what? Ben Simmons let down everyone that was on his side this whole season and before that, including me. Obviously, I was still on Ben Simmons' side. I thought he was going to improve as a player. That didn't happen in the playoffs especially. I can't be behind a guy who now struggles from the free throw line. He can't – he doesn't have a jumper. It's broken. And the plays he makes, like, going – instead of going for the easy dunk – Passing it to Thibel, who was double teamed, doesn't make sense at all. He let us all down, the city especially, and we all saw it unfold right in front of us as Sixers fans. He only attempted shots in game one and three in the fourth quarter. Zero of zero from five through seven. It's terrible. It's absurd the way he played. How am I talking about an all-star player right now? We have Joel Embiid, who's on a torn meniscus. The Sixers just lost their window to win a championship. Joel Embiid will never play at the level he played this season. That was the best season, and it will be, of his career. After this surgery, he's not going to be the same type player. Now, as a Sixers fan, I still want him on this team, no doubt. I want Ben Simmons out of here. The way he played was embarrassing for the city of Philadelphia. I agree with you 100%. I think one of the main reasons why we lost this series is because of Ben Simmons. That is blasphemous! Now in Philadelphia, that's basically at a point where we have no idea what direction they're going in. We have the Sixers, the Flyers. They made a big-time trade. We got to touch on that towards the end, of course, at some we know point it's hard. in this show. We also have the Eagles, of course, uh, the Phillies. There's so many directions that, you know, it's it's a four-way cross. You know, you have each four of these teams going one direction or the other, and it's all stuff that we have to talk about and, and bring up on this show, not only here, but but maybe in, in future shows as well. But for you, I know I know that we got a birthday boy in the house today, so <laughs> I want to shout you out there. Uh, Middle of summer birthday. Yeah, summer birthdays are different. Yeah, so I'm a November birthday, so I don't know what the experience is like, of course, to have a summer birthday. But it's almost like you have a summer vacation as a kid, but then your birthday is kind of sandwiched in between there. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. And it's always been hot as hell on my birthday. First off, I appreciate it. It's always been hot as hell on my birthday. And uh, yeah, it, it's been no different. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm one year older, closer to 30. Not digging that part. I felt like I need a cane and some Bengay. But you know what? It's all good. It's all good. Um, un- unfortunately, I-, I share a birthday also with a certain superstar who's really, you know, not the most popular in town. That'd be one Ben Simmons. 
So, you know, there's there's that little fact that I have. But, yeah, summer birthdays are, you know, they're just you're smack dead in the middle of summer. It's hot. You know, you're you want to celebrate with your friends. But, you know, your friends is doing their own thing. So you just got to spend some time with your family. If you know, if they feel like doing anything with you. But it's all good. It's all good. I love it. That is blasphemous. I would. But at their current moment, I really want to see what Jalen Hurts can do. That's just my two cents. Tanner, appreciate you calling in. Yeah. Enjoy of your course, guys. Enjoy I your vacation. Say, I ahead. just want to say one more thing. You guys have a great rest of your show. Um, and I got some good juju coming because I was on the beach earlier. Uh-huh. And a seagull shit on me. So I'm pretty sure that means, that means good luck. So I'm going to I'm gonna end it out with go birds, uh, except specifically for that seagull that shit on my shoulder. Stop poking the dog on bear. I said this as soon as the season was over. If you think for one second that Daryl Moore is going to have this dynamic superstar deal that we can just get rid of Ben Simmons just like that, you're crazy and you're out of your mind. I said this from the beginning. First and foremost, Ben Simmons is a damn near max player. That presents an issue in and of itself because who the hell is going to pay that much money for a player that doesn't shoot? That's issue number one. Nobody's going to take on. Nobody wants to take on that contract. Two, the N- the NBA knows the type of player that he is now. So with all that being said, it's it's no secret who Ben Simmons is. I don't give a damn what he does against high schoolers. I don't give a damn how many threes that he shoots in a damn video that doesn't equate to the NBA court game. I don't give a damn. And guess what? The other NBA franchises don't give a damn either. You're not going to get a crazy deal for Ben Simmons. I've said this time and time again. I've said this coming out of the season. You're not going to get a crazy deal for Ben Simmons. Everybody knows who Ben Simmons is at this point. You're not getting another superstar. So all that being said, here's where I agree with Daryl Morey, not moving Ben Simmons. Because look here, I don't give a damn if Ben Simmons is frustrated with the team. What the hell have you got to be frustrated for? We're frustrated with you because we put all our faith into you. Some people even put more faith into you than Joel Embiid. And you still haven't performed or and improved your game to the point where you have become an asset on an offensive end. Now you become a liability, and these other NBA teams see it. So you're not going to move him for anything. Daryl Morey can't move him for the pieces that everybody's dreaming of. He just can't do it. Why? Because Ben Simmons has no damn value. And I guarantee you this is going to happen. Ben Simmons is not going to be traded this offseason. We're going to go into the season with Ben Simmons on this 76ers team, period. Unfortunately, that's just goes. That's, that's just goes. That's goes. I'm frustrated. Right, Tanner, Tanner, come on, save us here. Save us. Tell, tell me he's gone. He's not. I got news for you, Philly fans. Welcome back to the trade drama, off-season trade drama. We had it with the Eagles. Welcome to the Sixers uh, drama. Ben Simmons, Max, eh, this isn't going to get better. This no. conversation. Ben Simmons is staying as a 76er for this this year. That's that's yeah. why I don't want it to happen. Um, I'm done with him. T. I'm not sending you any more of those shitty videos of Please Ben don't. Simmons shooting a three-point in the YMCA gym or Planet Fitness, <laughs> wherever the hell he's playing at. Um, you piece of Swiss cheese. I mean, you see the offers, which I do like from Daryl Morey, seeing the the kind of just ridiculous offers he's making because he, he's telling people, you know, unless I get a James Harden-type deal, which 
the the 76ers could have got last season, but that whatever. We're not talking about that anymore. Mm. Um, you have Daryl Morey offering up Ben Simmons for uh, Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, and four first-round picks. You know that's not going to happen. No. no way in hell um, Ben Simmons is going to the Warriors for that. Um, that that just that was it. it was good for the Warriors to decline that. Um, they know who they're dealing with. And Ben Simmons, for the relationship between him and the team to be beyond repair, which we've heard that uh, with Carson Wentz and the Eagles. Um, this time, I don't think the player in question is going to move teams. I think maybe we'll see a type of blockbuster deal um, before the trade deadline. But as far as I'm concerned, Ben Simmons is going to be a 76ers um, when that season starts up again. And Joel Embiid is not going to be in a good place um, because you have him who was coming off the best season, uh, the best season of his career, uh, and then getting injured, still playing through, putting his all into the game and having the knucklehead of a teammate, Ben Simmons, just completely blow it, not go for the dunk in game seven against the Atlanta Hawks and have Trey Young prance about Wells Fargo Center like he's the man. Um, and Bede's not going to want to go through that again, but I'll tell you what, he, he will, um, cause he, he's, he represents Philly so well, and I'm glad that he's on the team. I'm not glad that Ben Simmons is going to be on the team. Stop poking the dog on bear. All right. What's happening, everybody? This is the Philly experience podcast. Why? You guys say in person for the first time and yes, I don't have the exact number on me but it's been a long time it's been, it's been over years it's it feels, been too damn long it feels like it's been years and years but now it's it's great to be back finally in person in a little makeshift type studio here slash bedroom which is awesome tanner appreciate you letting us come down and yes sir glad us, to have you guys here yeah awesome and, and to appreciate you bringing all the equipment this is uh not not the most ideal but better than zoom and uh <laughs> just to get us in person and get that that feel back that we used to have just, in the actual studio just so you know there's a surcharge for me having to hook all this shit up i'm just gonna let well, you know that right now i'll double that and say there's a surcharge for renting my room <laughs> <laughs> yeah i see i don't have a rebuttal for that because i don't have uh actually didn't even set anything up so credit to you guys for it. I just sat on my phone. <laughs> he literally um, sat here and looked at us as we said as we set everything up i can't argue that i did i did indeed but <laughs> only because i had no idea what the hell i was doing uh, stay off the weed matters the most um where you have jalen hurts now certainly qb1 which is where we're going to transition next this quarterback talk that i was about to t say and i it, were kind of getting into before the show started uh t j- just go over what you were saying to me and I- i'm gonna jump in and, and say my piece of mind all right so look here's the thing if, if you guys were under a freaking rock here's here's what's here's what's going on so i believe this happened saturday apparently the philadelphia eagles traded their six-round pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars for the rights to Gardner Minshew. Okay, look. He was not brought in to be a backup. You know what he is? He's in a just-in-case-of-Jalen-Hurts-failed emergency break open this glass. That's exactly what Gardner Minshew is. Say he's not. He, You know what exactly what he is? He's your Lord and Savior, Nick Foles. That is exactly what he is. Say I'm wrong. You're wrong. He is not our Lord and Savior, Nick Foles. Max, come on. I can't be the only one on this boat here. You have Gardner Minshew who was dropped by the Jaguars because uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence is um, now QB1, definitely, in Jacksonville. Um, in, in no means was this a plan 
for oh here's Gardner Minshew he's going to be our QB one now I'll tell you what if you're afraid of Gardner Minshew taking over Jalen Hurts spot as QB one we got bigger problems if you, if you think he's going to come in and he's going to be better than Jalen Hurts um, then this team is in a very bad position but uh, the reason was that you have Gardner Minshew who is available. You we we suffered as Eagles fans watching Nick Mullins play quarterback for the Eagles in those preseason games. You have Joe Not Flacco bad. who um, is now Up and just down. he's he's in the rear view. I understand. Um, and you Gardner Minshew is a very good quarterback to have at QB two. Remember when he took it by storm Minshew mania when Nick Foles was out week week one. Um, and he took the reins, and Jacksonville just didn't think he was the starter, which I, you know, he's he's not a starter for a team that wants to make a playoff push, uh, certainly, but he is a decent quarterback to have in that QB room. Um, And I I think that, you know what, and I don't want to talk about this, really, but if there's an injury, um, God forbid Jalen Hurts goes down with an injury, and you have Gardner Minshew looking at you, uh, you're in an an all-right spot to, to stay afloat. Uh, I should say, with the talent you have at wide receiver, running back depth, um, this defense that's going to be better um, than the last couple seasons, you got to be a little more positive. Yeah, but also look at it like this, though. What happens, God forbid, Jalen Hurts starts struggling? What are these fans going to do? You know exactly what Eagles fans are going to do. They're not going to cry for Joe Flacco. No, because because Gardner Minshew is better than Joe Flacco at this very moment. He- and Joe Flacco's the slated number two quarterback. So, not for long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not how long? That's Trust long. me. So, what's the point of having Joe Flacco around? Hey, the listen, the listen, point listen. is the money, and you have Joe Flacco, who's over there being able to teach these young quarterbacks like Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts, especially. Uh, how to be better quarterbacks. Now, I know their play style is a little different, but you, it doesn't hurt to add a player like Joe Flacco into the quarterback room, especially. I think Joe Flacco is terrible. Yeah. Um, and we, we can all agree on that. Man, this audio is ridiculous. Coming in hot, Max Gretzola. Uh, <laughs> but I want to say, say this, if I can, if we can keep. All right, perfect. Uh, this might be the best thing it's going to get. Um, <laughs> if uh, the, the reason, I, I want to say this about Gardner Mitchell. Shut the F up for life. All right, what's going on, everybody? This is the Philly Experience oh, Podcast coming on strong today. Way to go, Tate. We're broadcasting live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in a beautiful studio here. No, just back in the Tanner's apartment again. Appreciate it. Apartment. Uh, for allowing us to be here again today. Uh, and, and again, we have a lot to get to. And I, w- I don't want to make this similar to last week. We want to switch it up as much as possible here. That's why I'm already having some difficulty, but we'll, we'll get everything sorted out. Yeah, it's my uh, fault. I'll take responsibility. We have uh, we have the whole the whole off season to really prepare for what we expect to be a hopefully mediocre to decent to some say good Eagles team. And all of a sudden, we're about two days away from football beginning. Five days away from the Eagles starting. Um, and we will get to the Philadelphia Eagles very shortly, but I do want to open the forum today with the three of us together uh, and talk about the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the Buccaneers will raise the trophy uh, and raise the banner in Tampa Bay on Thursday Night Football. And you have, obviously, Tom Brady again with all the Super Bowl reigns, and we get that whole deal. But I think the bigger story here uh, with regard to the Eagles is obviously the Cowboys. Zach Martin will miss the game due to covid um, and he tested positive, or was was he in contact with somebody? Who tested positive? I believe it was a positive test. Okay, so 
So he's going to miss the game on Thursday. And then you have Dak Prescott, who was the topic uh, in all Dallas news outlets this past offseason again with his shoulder bothering him still. Obviously, I, I, you have the, I got a serious question, and this and this needs to be um, solved and discussed. Um, is it about Dak Prescott? No, it, it's about the Cowboys in general. Um, why do we continue giving a damn about the Cowboys? That has always befuddled me. What? No, we don't. No, we don't. We don't give a damn. This is worth. Okay, maybe you guys are not understanding my approach. Why do we have to give a damn about the? Why does the Cowboys always topic of discussion nationally? Like it's not just us that care about. Nationally, because apparently they're America's team, which which is you know up for debate. But what the is that? Alright, welcome in everybody to episode number one, Tanner. One hundred! God, God damn, man. You done pixelated the damn audio. I gotta go back and fix that. Ooh, episode one hundred. Episode one hundred of the Philly Experience Podcast. Now, listen, I wanna I wanna just think about for a second. I mean, right. look how far we've come. Recap everything that we've gone through crazy. in the past, you know, two plus years at this point, maybe, and all the things we've seen in Philadelphia sports, all the things we've seen around the world. Uh, let's just let's just bring back some memories here. First, you had the Bryce Harper. That was probably the first big fish that happened for us yes. coming to Philadelphia. What a crazy day! I remember that rainy day in the Monco Studios. Yeah, and, I also remember me looking like a fool. Well, listen to you. At this point, you know, we'll get into the MVP season that Bryce is having, but at that moment in time, I couldn't have been uh, any more happy to yeah. have Bryce in, in Philly. Yeah, Phillies were garbage. Um, and, Six to the JT, yeah. JT Romito came. I mean, you know, we were sitting yeah. in class. You know, T, obviously you started it, you and Chris. Yep. We tagged along because, you know, you guys needed some good-looking faces to hop on the, right. the show good, with you guys. Some good-looking faces. You know, so that's we true. had to well, well uh, I mean, Max, let's out. be honest, they were gone without us. Yeah. Oh, we were gone without the you? The entertainment purposes are here, T, and that's that's what we're here for. But um, I, I know there's there was an Eagles game last weekend that was pretty frustrating to watch, and I just wanted to let everybody know how thankful we are to just be able to do this. Um, it's just so much fun, you know. Taking a step out uh, for about an hour each week, um, you know, of our lives, T, with you working, Tanner and I, with so much competitiveness uh, with school and everybody just, you know, trying to get to the top of the mountain. So it's cool to just sit back and be able to have some fun and just chat about sports for this hour and just chill, you know. Uh, roof deck today, which is pretty cool for the first time. Yes, sir. Got Thanks the skyline to in the background. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. You all know, so Philly, Philly. This Hat. is uh, this is the heart of Philly right here. But no, in all seriousness, um, I, I will say this. I, I love making time for this i love making time for you guys i love doing this this even though i work for wip this is my way of expressing really how i feel in the in the form that i want to be able to and this was content and this is this is just not my baby this is just this was just chris's baby this is our baby this is something that we all created together and and you know what I'm, i'm grateful and i couldn't have I couldn't have honestly imagined doing this right. without you guys. And we don't even have to pay child support. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jesus. It's been What's a, wrong with it's you? been a and, and and of course, you know, here's to 100 more. Hopefully we're able to get there uh, yes, down the road. But uh well, let's let's go with the Eagles T. Uh 